Hey, welcome back, welcome back. If you're catching this on the replay, thank you so much for taking the time, as always, to do that. If you're listening to this on one of the podcast outlets, thank you, as always, for uh, taking the time to do that. I love to see how the listeners and followers are growing over there. Those of you that are with me Monday through Friday, normally on GDT time, God's Divine Time, welcome back, welcome back. It is Friday. We have made it through another week. Okay, tackling temptation. When we're going through it, we, we come up with resolves, things that easy excuses, things that we tell ourselves to make ourselves feel a little bit better, right? I couldn't help myself. I don't know how I ended up doing that, right? Or, well, they said that they were, um, he said he was interested in me. You know, he, uh, she said I was handsome or, um, he told me that I was beautiful. He told me I was going to be the only one. Another excuse we like to use, the devil made me do it. Mm-hmm. It was nothing but Satan. That's a that's a top one, right? That one probably should have been first. Things that uh, resolve, I'm just putting out some of the resolve, some of the excuses here, the resolutions, the things that we tell ourselves, right? You know, it was on sale. I really tried to pass it, but it was on sale. Like when I talked about them M&Ms, how they put them on sale last night, that was just something. How can I pass that up? Is buy one, get one. You get that whole big bag. Um, for $2 and something, buy one, get one, you know, just to make ourselves pacify ourselves, right? Or I was just so mad. I was so upset. I don't know how I reacted like that. Why, you know, uh, I said what I said. Another one, you know, when we were smaller, but even as adults, we say, well, she started it. He started it, right? All of these different things. This list could go on and on. But let's get into it, though. Tackling temptations. The first step, as I say, with any with anything that we're dealing with is identifying it, speaking it out. As I said last night, first acknowledging there is a problem, right? No matter what it is, saying this is a problem. This is going to be a temptation. This is something that I know I need to will, deal with. The devil doesn't make us do anything, although he does tempt us. Right, Karen? Right? And it, But it's so easy to say. How many times? The devil made me do it. Mm-hmm. I had that. Um, the spirit just came on me. The devil spirit just took over, and I don't know what happened. Right? It's one of the most, like I said, I should have put that one up at the top. Yep, the death, Satan made me do it. It was all Satan that made me do it. No, mm-mm. He may have had a little hand in it. He may have nudged you towards it. You may have listened to the wrong voice and, you know, thought it was somebody else telling you. But then you still had, as I always say, God always gives us different doors to open up. He gives us exit doors to be like, nope, I'm not going to do it, right? So identifying your top temptations listing out what am i most uh, vulnerable to right as they say knowledge is power acknowledging is power i want to add into that acknowledging is power right that brings it to the light saying i'm going to identify this i know this is something that i struggle with right naming it out listing it putting it into form you know and it's not you may say well that's bringing life to it right you want to um Bring that thing to life. Bring that thing to life and say, this is a problem. This is something that's existing down under. Hey, Joan, this is something that I've been hiding under. This is something that's living and breathing in the dark. No, I'm going to bring this thing to light, and then I'm going to go ahead and get it out of here as last night's lesson, going, going, gone, as we talked about, right? So first, identifying your top temptations, whatever they are. I know mine. 
fast food, one of the things that still suckers me in. And I can rationalize and say, well, I've only eaten it twice this week, right? I've only had, you know what? I didn't eat it. I took a whole month off from eating it, right? But I know it, it is a temptation. So to me, take the back route. Then I don't have to see all of those places, right? Or like I talked about, them M&Ms, mm -hmm, they actually still sitting right here. And I say, I've only eaten two today. Mm -hmm, honest truth to God, I'm only eating two out of that bag today, right? But I know that is the temptation. So like I said, I know I should go through that other side of the store so I don't have to deal with it, right? Being out coffee um for me you know because i've drank coffee for so long and i'm used to okay saying okay well all of those years are during the time you know and smoking that was a trigger right having coffee so you have to line things up knowing what your temptations are going into an electronic store uh, Karen says, I used to eat a lot of fast food, but no more, right? Identifying what that is and, and, and breaking and being able to, not saying that you won't have an urge, right? Because sometimes you be like, man, that does sound good. Or you pass a place and you're like, man, mm, the smell of that fried chicken in the air. But I'm telling you, the one thing about that, I have a friend of mine. Um, he's on Facebook and he also has a lot of videos on YouTube. His name is Kitty Awadu, Dr. Kitty Awadu. He does all of the um what are they what is it called Karen when they don't um all of the food is raw he's vegan but all of his food is like raw uncooked um stuff like that that's the way he eats most of his and I actually have one of his cookbooks that I ordered a while back but he's always making great dishes and everything right well he wrote this book and I was watching one of his shows one day and he was talking about um fried chicken and any of y'all you know that like to go buy uh you know Popeyes or you know I still that, that red beans and rice still be calling see that's a temptation for me fooling with Popeyes and that red beans and rice and it'd be like Torah come in and get me mm-hmm and I'd be like the devil made me eat it plant-based yeah all of his stuff is um like uncooked everything that he makes but um and it's really some delicious recipes in his book but in his show one day he was saying he was like do y'all really want to know why that fried chicken smells so good when you pass the restaurant now one side of myself said, yeah I do want to know the other side of myself was like no I really don't want to know uh, but he went on to tell us right but I don't want to uh, ruin nothing for anybody so unless y'all say y'all want to know why you can uh, <laughs> why that smell um, emulsifies itself through the air and when you're driving through and it's like it just hits you and you're like somebody is frying chicken and I will tell y'all what the answer is why you can smell it like that uh, if you want to know but if otherwise I'm gonna keep on moving right but identifying the temptations that's number one uh, number two surrendering then after you've listed them out right you have them on the radar you know what they are then surrendering those temptations to God right taking that list and saying Jesus I'm acknowledging this I'm owning up to them I'm confessing repenting any of the past failures that I've had with these temptations I recognize you know this is an issue this is a matter um, of the heart this is something that will cause me to sin I need you to help me with this right hash out any of it um Mel says, tell us what's the reason. Okay, well, Mel said, tell you. hey, I just said, I just needed somebody to tell me, so I'm going to tell y'all what the reason is. 
The reason is, and, and like I said, go back and check him out. His name is Kidi, K-E-I-D-I, Awadu, A-W-A-D-U. Um, and he does like all sorts of like that neuroscience stuff with food and breaking down. He was actually, I think, a bio, I believe biochemist. And he's done a lot of like research and stuff. So the man knows his stuff. Well, this is what happens. When chicken is frying, the blood that's still within that chicken, right? Even though, you know, it may not be dripping out or whatnot, when it mixes with the contents of those, that grease, that's what's creating that smell. That's what makes fried chicken so uh, palatable, you know, to the, not palatable, uh, just, just smell so delicious to the senses, right? It's, it's the, the blood mixing in with the, uh, the vegetable oil, the oil that they're using to fry that in. And often a lot of the chemicals, and then you know most of the time, they're not switching it out. So you figure, you know, uh, you're passing by it, they fry batch after batch. So it's a lot lot um, of mixture, you know, from the stuff that's actually cooking out of that meat into the grease. So by the end of the day, when you pass there at the end of the day, about 5, 36 o'clock, and it's really um, smelling good, and you're like, mmm, I got to stop and get me a two-piece and a biscuit. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I didn't either, Karen, and I'm telling you for, um, <laughs> after he told me that, you know, and he he's so descriptive when he breaks stuff down, right? And he was saying, okay, the next time you get ready to stop, just say, do I want to stop and get me two pieces of blood and a biscuit? <laughs> so it took me, I mean, for the longest time. But then again, once we find a way to rationalize, put that stuff into the back of our mind. Now, see, now from this and talking about it, it's going to be a while before I'm going to even be able to mess with that again. Because now it's front and center in the mind. And I'm just like, wow. Mm -hmm. But that's what causes... Um, that smell and makes it just smell so delectable because there is still some of the blood and the proteins and everything that's within that meat and then you put that flour on it and then you mixing it um with the ingredients that's down off in that oil lord knows what kind of you know concoction that they've added to the vegetable oil or canola whatever they're using to fry it up with and then you figure by the end of the day they just dropping batch after batch because you know it smells different from lunchtime at dinner time when you pass one of them fried chicken places and be like, mm, mm, mm hmm That's just all of that cooking up there in the fryer. So that's how you can look at that. Mm-hmm. True story. Check them out. Yep. Tell them Tornado sent you. Now, don't be mad at me because you may change your whole, um, you know, lifestyle, your way of eating. You go to look at something and you be like, man, Tor just ruined it for me. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry. But he is a, he's wonderful, though, the way he breaks stuff down. And then, um. He has, uh, what's the, mm, what's the name of his, uh, he has a documentary. Oh, what's the name of it? Um, man, I can't think of the name of it, but I know it's on, he has that on YouTube also. And I also, um, had ordered the DVD from him. But if you watch that, oh man, I actually need to start. Why I used to, you know what? I need to pull that back out and just sit and watch a few minutes of it. You know, at least once or twice throughout the week, just to refresh myself to keep me on track. Cause I'm telling you, fooling around with Kitty, you just be walking by eating tree. You just be fine. I'm just fine. Just give me a couple of leaves off some salads, some trees, or anything but meat products. I'm telling you.
Mm-hmm. Kiti Awadu. Tell him Taurus sent you. All right. So number one was identifying the temptation, right? Number two was surrendering it, hashing out any desires that are contrary to the word of God, submitting it and saying, I know this temptation. These things that I struggle with are not in accordance with your word and I need help, right? Surrendering those temptations to Father God. The third one, being specific in prayer and praying continually about the temptations that you've identified, you know, and it may, you know, and even when I went back and looked at a little bit of the replay, I kind of laughed, you know, when I, you know, I was joking about the M&Ms, but I'm like, Lord, I pray that you give me the strength to get past this. Cause I know the stuff that's in this coloring and they may say chocolate is good for you. See, that's the way I can rationalize it. So they say a piece of chocolate is good for you. And then if I get the dark chocolate kind, that's okay see that's how we rationalize but no that's not how any of this works so any no matter how you may say I, I feel we're praying to God about that no be specific in whatever temptation it is the same way as sin is sin one sin is not any bigger or any smaller than the other sin one temptation is not any bigger than the other if it's any temptation is going to lead to sin sin is sin so you go in and you be specific and say lord I'm having a problem. I know when I go to Amazon, I'm not going to be able to stop ordering. And I know I'm taking away from my family. I know I need to feed my kids. I know I got bills and stuff that I need to pay. Lord, give me the strength. You know, whatever it is. And it may sound funny. And it may, you know, of course, have that tornado spin on it. Hey, knickknack, glad to see you. But whatever it is, if it's alcohol, what, Lord, I have a problem. Guide me from going into that liquor store. I know a friend of mine that had a, uh, one of the ways that he uh, weaned himself off of the alcohol, he kept the Crown Royal bottle, but he put, he started out and he would buy it, dumped it out, but he replaced it with iced tea. Mm -hmm. True story, a placebo. And at first I was like, I don't even know if you should have the bottle. But then after a while, being like, he, he went, he, he knew it was a temptation, right? But it was a way to wean himself off of that thing and be like, you know what? I don't even need this placebo bottle anymore. So there's different ways and, you know, and asking and saying, God, give me some sort of way. Give me a step. What do I need to do? Because I know this is not an easy process to get through, right? So, you know, whatever it takes to help you get through and avoid the temptation to get over that hump, uh, being specific in prayer about it and continually pray without ceasing until you at that point where you're like, you know what? I feel like I, with God, I have this under control. I got this. I can get through this. The next one, a good thing to do, get your go-to scripture, have it ready in your pocket for when that thing rises up, you can just start repeating it the same way you repeat to yourself I will not punch her in the face I will not punch her in the face I will not go off on her today I will not snap out we've all had to do it and you talk to yourself you're like just be quiet Karen don't say a word Karen don't say a word Karen you just sit here don't say a word I will not allow them to provoke you know how we have to talk to ourselves so that way that's a good way have your go-to scripture if you know that you got a snap back and a quick comeback you keep Proverbs 31 and 26 in your pocket she opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue and you say you know what I open my mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on my tongue that word I um 
have I hid in my heart, right? That's what we have to do. And instead, you know, when you're trying to talk yourself off, be like, mm, Proverbs 31, 26. Come, come through, Solomon. I need you to come through. Come on, Solomon. Deliver me right now. The word of God. She who opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness on her tongue. That's what I'm going to do. Whatever scripture it is, you have it in your pocket and ready to go for whatever temptation. You know, if it's something with the flesh, get you one. Have it locked in your zone, and you be like, mm-hmm, and you just sit there and rock back and forth. Y'all remember how Miss Sophia was rocking back and forth when she wanted to say something? Well, you remember before she ended herself up in prison, um... Because the devil made her punch that man out when he was talking crazy. And at the end, she was just sitting there just rocking. And you just sometimes you just have to rock yourself with that thing and be like, mm-hmm. Draw me near to thee, Lord. Draw me near to thee. Mm-hmm. Bring me closer to thee. Right? Just to keep from that temptation of walking or doing something that's outside of the word of God. Right? If you're tempted to reply uh, with an attitude, turn from the temptation, adjusting your behavior with the word. And oftentimes, uh, when you come back with that, that's not what people are expecting. They're expecting you to bless them from A to Z with all kinds of other words. But when you come back and you bless them with a scripture, you say, that's all I got to say. Going, going, I'm gone. That lit, they like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. They was waiting on an argument, that normal snappy comeback, right? Y'all remember when people used to play the dozens back in the day? Y'all know how many people, um... Uh, how much money the undertakers done made off of from when people played the dozens back in the day that wasn't a nice game right and nowadays you know we got all these keyboard activists sitting back there just typing any and everything and it gets your blood pressure going and then the next thing you know you pass that you know you passing people on the street and you all angry because of something somebody done said to you you know you not, don't even may not even know that person but somebody has posted something on your wall and you just stewing about it and waiting on somebody to jump off at right you you just cocked and ready mm -mm, get yourself a scripture memorize the scripture that's number four for tackling temptation number five removing yourself from temptation triggers right we all have triggers you've heard me talk about before in the office I, I, I ended up having them to give me a desk where there was no way no one could walk up behind me that was one of the things that was set me off and it took me many many years to realize that right somebody would come up behind me and touch me lightly on my shoulder or lean down and whisper in my ear and they could have been saying you know in the softest kindness way but because of the uh, the molestation all of those years and that was one of the ways that he would initiate it by coming up behind me that way that would trigger me and it would just fire me man and I would just I've snapped on a many many people so because people weren't aware of what I went through I intentionally said I need you to give me a desk I need you to position me so I see people coming from the front I can't have people walking up behind me it is not fair it triggers something inside of me um you know and I didn't even go into detail to explain to them at the office I just say it would be very beneficial. I need a desk to where there is no way they would have to climb over the cubicle wall to walk up behind me. And that's just not possible. So I ended up with the desk to where, you know, it was just my back and the wall. There was no way everybody had to come at me from the front. So we were, we, we set it up to try and counteract those triggers, right? Removing temptation triggers. That's very important. If alcohol is a weakness, not hanging out with people who are partying every week weekend right and you just sitting there like 
and your mouth watering and your throat feeling dry and you're like man i really would like to have a drink you know and you looking and you're like man they just seem so much happier you know what do they call it wine and spirits right mm -hmm, spirit all right um you know and you're just like man i mm, you know you you may have to alter something may have to start you a coffee group going to a coffee group or be like look or if they you don't know, be like this time can we have something a little bit different does it have to be alcohol all the time if that's something that's a problem for you not going into a place where it's any and every kind of unidentifiable drug when you know that you have a drug addiction you're not gonna go into places you know where everything's just laid out freely you may take a different route so you don't see um you know whoever it is standing out there on the corner saying you know how the signals they throw up, you know how they be doing, right? You may start taking a different route so you don't have to see that. It may be a little bit more gas. It may be going a little bit more out your way, but you're removing yourself from those triggers and putting yourself in a good position. It may be down to the point of, you know what? I know when I'm going through this app and I'm, what is it they say? You swipe left or swipe right or up and down. Be like, Lord, I need to get this app off my phone. I know my flesh cannot handle this i'm sitting here i'm looking at people i should not be look at this i'm lusting after things on here this needs to come off my phone you you removing yourself removing those things that you know that like uh i like to say you just setting yourself up for failure remove it right saying i do not this needs to come off people you know that trigger you it may be people you've known a lifetime but when you go through facebook um i call it fast book farce book they get you so worked up you may need to remove those people you may not want to completely delete them but there's that option to say unfollow block posts from this person until you're to that point or either you can talk to them and say we can resolve this right now i don't completely want to delete you i just want to put you to the side until i can work on me come on now knickknack hey miriam until i can work on me then uh, you know that way you ain't got to go through the whole thing of saying you know what i deleted you about six more and they get that friend request and they be like i thought we was friends and you like well what had happened was the devil made me do it i accidentally i girl i didn't realize i deleted you i am so sad you know darn well you deleted them because you were mad about something you saw on their wall so you can just hit the unfollow if that person is a trigger for you if the things that you're seeing right if you know when you go to the store that you have a shopping addiction that you have a problem you may be required to say okay I'm only going to take $25 to the store with me. And when this is gone, it's gone. Leave the debit cards, the credit cards at home. How do they say? You may need to put them things off in, a, uh, in some water and freeze it in a 40-pound block of ice and drop it down in the bottom of the deep freezer, right? Whatever it is you need to do. You may just need to cut it off in half and keep making the payments on it until that thing is paid off, right? So that way you ain't even tempted to go in there and then you trying to take the blow dry and be like, ooh, this per... Ooh, this Gucci purse is on sale and you got the blow dry and you're trying to melt that ice to get to your credit card so you can get up there to that store and get that Gucci bag. Come on now. Mm -mm. remove those temptations if you whatever you know the problem is no matter how big it is how small it is it, it leads to the same sin and again sin is sin a small lie is the same sin as a big lie right as i've said all throughout this week on the things that i've been teaching on and tying this together to bring it to a wrap tonight you standing there um 
sitting there and you may you know just snap off at your neighbor you may be a little rude that morning but then you want to look over at the other person well at least i didn't murder nobody you murdered somebody Mm -mm. sin is sin but it's easily easy for us to rationalize our flesh tells us "Mm -mm. i'm better than you because i ain't killed up 500 people i didn't run over nobody i'm taking you're not even taking care of your kids at least i'm halfway taking care of my sin is sin no matter how you look at it so remove the temptations that that will trigger that right again if sugar is your weakness like again mine keep that stuff out the pantry get something different have your substitutes lined up if the doctor done already told you look i'm gonna need you 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 just a snickers bar away from diabetes just a Snickers bar away, but you playing Russian roulette with that thing. You just spinning that wheel. Just like, okay, just one more Snickers bar. I know I got, oh, I can eat just one more Snickers. I can make it. This won't be the time. God got me. Mm-hmm. I know with God's grace, I can eat this one more Snickers. But you just a, a Snickers bar away from diabetes, right? You just a, a bowl of ham hocks and pinto beans away from a heart attack. And the doctor done already said, leave this stuff alone. You know, but when you go through, you're like, man, they had that, they had that fat back on sale. I couldn't help it. I just cannot have my spinach without fat back. I cannot have my collard greens without fat back. Well, you know what? Maybe you need to spin, as my mom say, maybe you need to switch over to spinach. Mm, my mom says spinach. Maybe you need to switch over to spinach then and see how you like spinach if you can't have your collard greens without fat back and unidentified pig parts floating in it. I'm just saying, I'm telling I got a package up in there that I had bought. See, and I was just about to say the devil made me do it. The devil didn't make me do it. I knew better when I picked it up. I hadn't eaten bacon for I don't know how many months. And I went to the store and they had it on sale. What did I do? I put it in the cart. I sure did. That I had to take that bacon. I, and I don't want, I'm like, you know what? I can't waste food like that. And so when my brother comes around, you know, and it's not fair to pass it off on him. But if he wants to eat it, that's on him. But I'm not going to sit there and throw out a piece of bacon when we got people, you know, a pack of bacon as expensive as that stuff is. Because um, I can't buy them little strip dollar packs. I had to go for the big $7 something thick pack, right? So I just can't throw that. Mm-mm, it's people out there starving. People that will come up in here and be like, give me that bacon. So, um, I got to find somebody to give it to, but I knew, but I had to take it and freeze it. I had to put it in the freezer because as long as it was sitting in that fridge, right, Karen? Oh, oh, see temptations, right? So I had to take it and said, this has to come out of here because I'm going to end up opening up this pack, throwing it because I don't cook mine on top of the stove, opening up that pack, laying it out on that foil and putting it in that oven, right? Mm-hmm. And cooking it up nice and crisp the way that I like that thing and sitting there and eating it and then making me some gr- good old butter grits to go with it. But I do use the vegan butter. See, how do that? That's not how any of this work. I'm going to sit there and make me some grits, but I'm going to put vegan butter in them and then sit there and eat six slices of bacon along with it. That's not how any of this is supposed to work, but we can rationalize, right? You can make yourself feel real. You know what? But I'm eating this healthy uh, vegan butter with it, right? Help me, Lord. <laughs> Lord, deliver me. So I had to take that and put it in the freezer. So I actually have some mail for him. So when I, you know, I'm going to make myself a note. I'm going to, mm-hmm. Making myself a note right here. So when I go up front, I'm going to take his piece of mail and write on the front. So when he come, be like, look, do you want that bacon? Go in there and get it. Take it on up out of this house, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we have to do, removing those triggers, right? Lastly, number six. Let me recap real quick. 
Number one was identifying the temptation, saying there is a problem, listing them out. It may be one, it may be five, it may be 500, whatever it is. That's why I love journals. That's why I love notebooks. List it out. As Mel says, ain't nobody going to see it but you and the Lord. It's just between y'all. You ain't got to go showing everybody unless you want to. That's up to you. But other than that, but just, you know, being, um, as they say, put on your big girl drawers. Put on your big boy uh, boxes. List that thing out. Identify it and say, this is what I have a problem with, right? So, number one, identifying your top temptation. I will eat the vegan butter. I love that vegan butter, Karen. It is so good. It really is. And get me a piece of that, um good whole wheat toast and put that on there see i'll be just fine with that but that particular morning when i saw it and i said oh they got two packs almost for the price of one mm-hmm let me get this bacon when i should have known i just should have got my little wheat toast my vegan butter and took myself on up out that store but i walked up out that store with that bacon right but that vegan butter is good y'all got to try it it's really really good so identifying the top temptation Number two, surrendering those temptations to God, recognizing, saying, I acknowledge this, I confess to this, and I need you to help me with this. I, I need all th I need the whole triad, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. I need y'all to come in me and help me with this. Help me fix this, right? Number three, praying specifically and continually. Pray without ceasing over those things, right? No matter how big or how small, whatever the temptation is, praying over it. Number four, getting you a go-to script keeping that thing locked and cocked in your pocket and ready to go or if you have to keep them on your phone maybe you need to make it your ringtone every time that certain person calls you that you know um you like mm, i should have blocked this number but you leaving that number in there maybe you just need to put a, a scripture so when it plays out and you'll be like mm-mm I'm not answering that. If you ain't got the strength in the wheel yet to block that number and delete that number out, maybe you need to put, uh, uh huh, make that ringtone of scripture. Thou, mm hmm. Thou shall not covet thy neighbor's husband. Maybe that's what need to play when that number ring on that phone. Mm hmm. Telling you whatever you need to do. Right. Karen says she doesn't buy stuff um, that I'll be tempted to eat. And I knew better. I knew better, but I can sit on here and admit that. As Maya Angelou says, when we know better, we do better, right? So, and I knew better. So, I got to really work on trying to do better and say, Lord, help me with this thing. I know better, so I got to do better. Mm-hmm. Rest, um, may she rest in power, uh, Maya Angelou. And then number five, removing yourself from those temptation triggers. Hey, Sarah. I'm glad to see you. Uh, oh, what? Uh, which one, knickknack? Making it that ringtone? Yeah, you have to do that sometimes, right? Uh, however you need to set that thing up, whatever's going to help you work through that trigger. And that song start playing, that specific song under their ringtone. Or maybe you need to just put up, take a picture of this. Oh, which side is it here? This apple. Somebody calling your phone and you know you don't need to answer that phone because it's going to go left. Mm-hmm. It's Bernie Mac said gonna be trouble, trouble. Maybe you need to have a picture of the apple with uh even get the one with the little serpent around and be like, Don't answer this phone. Don't answer mm-mm. And you be like, mm-mm, I ain't answering that. That mm-hmm. Since we like to say the devil made me do it. Uh-huh. When that picture pop when that picture pop up as they contact picture, be like, mm-mm, not today. Not today, devil, not today, Satan. Don't do it. And lastly, number six. 
finding an accountability friend, that go-to person, that person that's not going to convict you, locate you, that's not going to convict you, lies you, that's not going to sit there and tell you what you want to hear. They're going to tell you what you need to hear, right? They're going to refer you back to the word and say, look, you know, God's word says this. Let's work through this, right? Not burn, you know, burning mat, trouble, trouble. <laughs> and if y'all know what movie that come from, I ain't going to say what movie it's from, but I did, I, I probably watched the movie way too many times to even, that I should sit here and admit, and he's like, going to be trouble, trouble. <laughs> One of my favorite parts off in there, right? But having that accountability friend, somebody to keep you in check makes a big difference. Or like, you know, Mel will call me and she'll be like, look, rebuke me if I'm wrong. Feel free to rebuke me if I'm wrong. You know, and that's a reciprocating thing. Look, I may be wrong how I'm feeling about this. You know, if I'm wrong, just tell me. Get me on the right path. Somebody that's going to tell you what's right instead of what you want to hear or what you need to hear. And when they tell you, what, uh, as my grandma said, what, and when they tell you what God loves, you're not going to get upset. You may, Well, you know what? You may get upset. But in the same, you're going to be like, you know what? You're right. Let me just vegetate. Let me just sit with this thing for a minute. Thank you for being honest with me. And that's what I tell people when they call and they're like, hey, Tori, you got a minute? Can we talk? Is this one of them situations where you need somebody to tell you what you want to hear? Because you know I'm going to tell you what's right, right? I'm not going to sit here and pacify you. I'm not going to baby you and do your diapers and your wet wipes and sit there and rub you down with baby oil and then sprinkle um, nice smelling lavender tacom powder on you. I'm going to tell you what's right. So if you need somebody right now at this point in your life to tell you what you want to hear instead of what's right i'm not that person you need to dial somebody else's phone all right now which one you want <laughs> you know and it's important to be like that because then that'll cut down people calling you you know and um sitting there and then getting mad well i ain't want to hear that well you know what Mm -hmm. That alleviates a lot of things That alleviates in my life The temptation for people to call me for BS It just does, right? Finding that person that's going to encourage But challenge you as well, right? Um Finding that that person that's willing, like I was saying, I came in almost an hour later than normal, right? Because I had to say, man, ooh, this is right about my showtime when the call came in. And I'm like, you know what? Mm, I know this person needs me right now. I, I, I have to, it's time for me to stand in. You know what? Periscope will be there when this is done. I can't take the chance that this person won't be there because I wasn't there for them, right? Being accountable, uh, being a good accountability partner right being honest uh people that you can be honest with about those uh temptations that you're having right give them permission to ask questions say you know what challenge me with hard questions that i'm dealing with about this thing right and that just makes the conversation even better right asking those hard questions you know and, and when you have a relationship with somebody like that that'll save you a lot on the therapist couch i was looking at some of the problem like man Ooh, some of this therapy is expensive. You know, tell them, ask me the hard questions. Challenge me. Take me to task about this thing. And bring the word with it. Bring the word with it. Don't add to the word. Don't take from the word. Just bring the word. Give it to me. And ask me. Let's work through this thing. Help me work through it. So that's it. All right? Tackling temptation. Identifying the temptations, surrendering those temptations to God, praying specifically and continually on those, Memor having your um, scripture to memory, 
your go-to scriptures to help you work through it, removing yourself uh, from the temptation triggers, and then lastly, having that person that you can go to for any and everything at any time that's going to say, you know what, I got you. Mm -hmm. And they may it may not even be something they've ever dealt with in their life. And they're going to just listen, right? And, and be able to help you work through it and say, you know, just talk it out. Just get it out. Let's just talk about it. You know, that really makes a big difference, right? And, and with the suicide rate and the way things are going, if people just had accountability partners, people that they could really talk to, I think a lot more people would still be, I think that number would go down if they had true accountability partners that they could work with and really open up to and feel you know what no matter what's getting ready to come out of my mouth right now i know i got somebody that they not go they may flinch a little bit on the inside your heart may flutter you know even some of the stuff that i am like oh Oh, we, but you know, you got to get yourself in that position to where, you know, you don't falter either way. You got to put, you know, you, you got to hold it together no matter what it is. Right. So I'm going to pop off of here. Um, I don't know if I'll pop on over the weekend. I may not sure. Hey, Bree Bree. Uh, glad to see you. I'm just getting ready to jump out of here. I love y'all until next time. Y'all know how I close this thing out. Walk good. Do good. Be good. Tornado, I'm out of here. I love y'all. I really, really do. You all know the Torah. 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 Torah.